0: Tailback Tuesday has arrived on the Podcast Daily. That is Bill Landis. I am Austin Ward. And the position previews rolling right along with one week to go, Bill, until spring yep. ball
1: starts. Crazy. Is this Last year we were like lamenting how long it took for spring ball to come around, right?
0: It felt a lot longer. Yeah. And, and this then, feels like the season ended, like yesterday. And then college football and the NCAA are like, you know what? Let's make the craziest offseason possible. <laughs> Stretch all this out. Yeah. How do you feel about multiple portal windows, multiple signing days, coaching changes, guys going to the NFL, two coordinators being hired in the same offseason for one program? Feels like the Cotton Bowl wasn't that long ago.
1: Yeah. I'm happy now we're so close. We're so close. And we're kind of there already, just being able to talk about ball for a couple of weeks. And then, you know, when the spring ball ends, we'll do it all over again with the transport portal window and see what happens there. Maybe,
0: because we had such a easier time staying busy in January and February, maybe that means May and June are going to be brutal. Like, just the longest grind of all time.
1: I don't know why you have to say that. Why you have to put that out there. I don't
0: there. know. Let's not. I don't, even, I don't even know why I said it. We're a week away, yeah. and uh, Ohio State... Has an intriguing running back group. I don't yeah. know that there's a lot of cause for concern in this conversation when we look at it. If you bring back Travion Henderson and then you bring in Quinn Sean Judkins, why is it really probably has the envy? If that's not the best group, one two at the top in the country, I don't know what would beat it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't either. There, there are some teams. There are a couple teams that have like fairly deep rooms. I, I think, and Ohio State has that addition to being well, for now anyway, in addition to being um, kind of stacked at the top. I don't think anybody has the one-two punch that Ohio State will be able to throw out there in the fall. I just don't know if we're going to, like, get a great feel for that in the spring, right? And spring ball is typically not the best time for running backs to kind of shine anyway. Um, there's not a whole lot of live contact, and then if you're not doing live contact, it's like, well, then what do you, what do you really evaluate with a running back? So I, don't, I can't imagine – Travion Henderson doing a whole heck of a lot this spring outside of individual stuff, and, and I would imagine that Quitshawn Judkins is going to be in, in the same boat. Maybe it's slightly different because I'm sure there are things he has to learn about this offense that are that are different from what he was doing um, at Ole Miss, but you're talking about a guy with 500 carries under his belt. I don't think you want to give him too many live live carries in the spring, so it's probably more about Dallin Hayden and more about the, the younger guys in, in the room, um, I, but I guess I say that as a way of like if we go through the spring and you're not hearing a whole lot about Travion Henderson and about Quinshad Jenkins, there's a just, good reason for that. Just wait, just just <laughs> wait, just wait until August and September. Uh, that'll be the time for those guys to shine. I think. Yeah this
0: this question, I guess, for the coaching staff probably wouldn't be that difficult to answer. Like, how much do they need to be out there to learn? If there are going to be changes to Ohio State's rushing attack with Chip Kelly and then reuniting with Justin Fry and getting some of the impact, input from Ryan Day, like what they want it to look like. If they're doing some things differently than in the past, then Travion Henderson and Quinshawn Judkins need to execute some of that. But how often are they going to go live in March and April? How much are they going to go have an inside drill, go seven on nine to run the football? Probably not that much, and that's fine. Uh, Both of those guys have played enough football that if you just alter one or two steps, they're
1: probably going to pick it up okay. I would I would think so, yeah, yeah. They're I mean they're practically pros at this point with the amount that both of them um, have played and like and Travion like you know you gotta you gotta keep the injury thing in mind there too. You don't you don't want to you know expose him to anything unnecessarily in spring ball. So I'm sh- I'm sure they won't. No, there probably will be like when we when we have these conversations, we're like oh it's. Spring's not for this guy or this guy's gonna have a lighter spring. Like they're still doing stuff. I like go I don't I don't wanna make it sound like for the entire month of, of or two months of March and, and April those guys are just like hanging out with umbrella drinks on the sideline, right? <laughs> they're they're going through individual periods. Um, and even in live scrimmages, like they'll do some stuff I think. Like I, I think like Marvin Harrison last year in, uh, like, live scrimmage would, like, do the first series of plays, and then he would go get his umbrella drink, right? But but prior <laughs> prior to that, he's going through all the drills like like everybody else is. So, like, there's still work to be done, and there probably is, even for Travion, some, something to learn with, with whatever tweaks Chip Kelly might be bringing to the run game, and certainly uh, that's true for, for Quinchot Judkins. But I, I think the majority of the competitive, like, game-like snaps that happen this spring will go to Dallin Hayden, um... Sam Williams, Dixon, and James Peoples. Like, I forgot James Peoples' name. For I want <laughs> to call him Jonathan Peoples. Like, that's not right. James Peoples. So so I think it's more about them. And there's like, you know, there's walk-ons in there too who will get carries as well. So they're not going to be suffering from a lack of depth this spring, Ohio State, um, at the running back position. But they'll they'll want to protect their guys. And, and I think it's actually good. Like, it'll be a good showcase for, for Dallin Hayden to probably show like, that he should not be a forgotten man in this conversation, right? And, and it kind of Feels like he is, and it's really no fault of his own. Um, there's just, a, you know, there's some star power ahead of him at the position, and and he didn't play a, a whole lot last year. The red shirt thing, like, remains remains odd, but he's still here, and, and probably will at times throughout the spring kind of feel like he's the number one running back, right? I think he'll get the highest volume of carries,
0: snaps, reps throughout camp, and compared to Quinshon Judkins and Travion Henderson, he would need that more. Uh, even though he's going into year three, he's got two years of, of practice snaps under his belt. Last year was just such a an oddity, to, to borrow your, your term there. I, sometimes I feel like I'd go even further, and I just felt like it was downright bizarre because Dallin Hayden, the rushing skills and athleticism that he's shown when he's got on the field, and even last year, it was 19 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown in the three games that he played. One of those games... He didn't get a carry at all, so it, all of that really came in two games of work. They they weren't the kind of snaps to be like, well, this maybe by the time this guy's a fifth year senior, he's going to be really good. No, he was already, <laughs> good. already good, and he was he had those back to back 100 yard games when Ohio State needed it as a true freshman in, in November, like late in the year. Uh, you know, lots of people could do that to Indiana, maybe or Maryland, but the Maryland stuff, especially, came in like one half of work. He has shown that. I know that the, the conversation always comes back to, what well, can, can he pick up blitzes? Can he block? Can he do the all-encompassing things that Ohio State needs at running back? And like If that's how they, they truly feel, that it was to the detriment of the program to not put him out there in significant moments, like they're the coaches and they know better. Yeah. It felt like there were things that he could have done last year to at least help them on the ground at times. If he couldn't do everything, that's fine. Use him in the situations that play to his strengths. Because I don't feel like saving a year of eligibility is going to work out for Ohio State. The only way that I can even imagine it, like this, this guy's got a red shirt, is if like Dallin Hayden elects to leave and then plays somewhere else for a year or multiple years. Like I, I don't think, and that's, I'm not, I'm not trying to get too far down the road, that Dallin Hayden would
1: be staying at Ohio State for five years in any circumstance. Neither do I. I- You do bring up a good point, though, like in in this new world where you can transfer kind of freely without consequence. That probably is something that's in the back of guys' minds, and I'm not not saying that like Dallin Hayden asked the staff to redshirt because of that, because I thought it was pretty clear that he wanted to play more (laughs) than he did last year, Um, and I'm not saying that Ohio State redshirted Dallin Hayden like out of the kindness of their heart to give him (laughs) that extra year, but it is something that comes into play. I, I suppose it's something you have to think about, like it's... Kyle McCord's going through a similar thing. Like, he played one random game as a true freshman, and now he only has one year of eligibility left, when he should probably have two. Um, so it's good for Dallin Hayden, I guess, to have that year in his back pocket if he decides he wants to go somewhere else um, and still have, what's it, three years from from now um, to continue playing college football. But, yeah, I definitely agree with you that, that that would not be at Ohio State. And I don't really think Ohio State should be in the business of, like, Honestly, like, redshirting anyone, I mean, I, you know, if you don't think a guy's ready to play, then I'm not saying play him anyway, but if a guy like Dallin Hayden has showed you that he can play and you choose to redshirt him, that, that's a little strange to me. Um, and it's been frustrating over the, the last, I guess just mostly last year. Like, I, I don't know that we ever got, like, straight answers. We're, like, trying to kind of, like, read between the lines on the pass protection stuff or, like, the ball security stuff. The year stuff. before, yeah. Yeah, which, like, I, I, I still think, like, was not an issue. Like, when we, we – asked directly about it several times, like, like oh, no, 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 he, don't, he doesn't fumble, it's fine, but then it keeps getting brought up again, so it just kind of handled him in, in, a, in a strange way, um, and I could credit Dallin Hayden for kind of keeping his head down and just going the work, um, and I assume he'll do the same thing this spring, but I, I don't know, even if he has, like, an excellent spring and looks the part as the guy who, I, I think you're right, will get the majority of the live scrimmage reps in, in that room, what does that mean? Like, are... Are they suddenly going to play him more in a world where now they have Trayvon Henderson and Quinshaw Jenkins? Like, I can't I can't really see that. So I don't know, like, if Dallin Hayden's auditioning for other programs this year. He's already got pretty good tape out there to begin with. I don't, I don't know that he has to do that either, but he's just in a weird spot. Um, he's it, not
0: been lacking for suitors in the previous two off-seasons sure, either. Sure, Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee, just to pick an example, yeah. randomly out oh. of thin air, is very well aware of what Dallin Hayden can do. Yeah, and, and we're – what they would be willing to pay for that. Sure. So and there does seem to be, Bill, like
1: some element of buy in from Dallin Hayden for this plan or he still wouldn't even be here. I think you're right. And I, I do think like Ohio State I think like needs him. Like you it's a long season now. We're talking sixteen games. One of your one of your star running backs has had injury problems throughout his career. Like I don't <clears throat> if you go into a season with those two and then two true freshmen, it's not the end of the world, but um I don't really know that I'd want to live in that world. I'd, I'd rather have the guy like Dallin Hayden who has shown he can be productive in big moments against good teams um, than all that. like, you know, you're a broken shoelace away from having to play a, a true freshman a lot at that position. And, like, it's a position where true freshmen can play, including Dallin Hayden in his true freshman year. That's why we're so high on him because of what he showed that year. But um, – I don't. I, I just hope like he doesn't get overlooked and like, oh, they're fine no matter what happens with Dallin because I think running back depth is really important, um, and they don't have much of it if they don't keep him in the program.
0: No, I think that that's a really good point because the last several years have all come down to the depth being stretched, tested, pushed to the breaking point. Two years ago as a true freshman, that's why we saw Dallin Hayden as Ohio State was working through it with Travion Henderson, Chip Trenum, and Mayan Williams, and they also – had that happen again last year when mostly October when Travion's missing with the rib injury, and that's why we thought we'd see more Dallin Hayden. That didn't really work out the way that we thought. But, you know, Mayan Williams picks up the knee injury. His season's over. You know, you, you go through it. Like, now you're adding more games on top of that. So <clears throat> even in September, there's a world where you're looking at this schedule and being like, should Travion Henderson and Quinshawn Judkins be playing right now? Like, yeah. Probably not. I mean, you, <laughs> you probably do that with all of the
1: three of the games on the schedule this year. <laughs> I, I well, I,
0: I know. I, I think that we get so, or, or or I do get so wrapped up in let's figure out what the depth chart is. Here are the starters, and then let them go throughout the course of the season and lean on them, and then so you can see those stats that we've all come to go. Oh, you, you got to let them be a, a you know fifteen hundred yard back or a chance to win the Heisman. Like there's got to be there, especially at running back. We talked about this with Travion Henderson and Evan Pryor back in their recruitment. Take some of the tread off the tires or leave some of the tread on the tires. Take some of the wear off of their body and let them get through it. Like, this is a year for both Quinchon Judkins and Travion Henderson. It's like, there's games on there where if they get more than five carries, like, that feels like it might be too risky. Yeah, like You're trying to get through the course of the year, and I know that you still have to play the game to stay sharp at it and be good. and but a fresh version of Travion Henderson that was missing a bunch of like, practice time and game time in October then went out and played the best football of his life. So and I know that there's never any easy answer to that, but it does feel like it doesn't have to just be a conversation of how is Ohio State going to de- determine how many carries to get tra- give Travion and how many to get Quinshawn Judkins. Dallin Hayden needs to be part of that equation so that they all can get through 15-plus sure. games.
1: I think you're right, and I, I I guess I wonder if that is a compelling sales pitch to Dallin Hayden. Um, it's hard, right, because he's in his third year. But if you can say, like, yes, you're probably running back three, like, obviously, but we're, we're intending on playing three. Maybe with Chip we're going to run the ball a little more. There's there's more opportunities there. Maybe we'll do some two-back stuff. Like I, I don't know. We have to figure out what this run game exactly is going to look like. Um and that'll be a, an evolving thing. We're not going to get answers in, in March necessarily on that, but um, I do think there's a route to sell Dallin Hayden on a role that is more comprehensive, certainly than it was last year. But even then, uh, you know, more than it was his freshman year, when he was like kind of an emergency guy they threw out there. Like, can he be part of the plan? I think the answer is yes. But then the question becomes like, is that enough for Dallin Hayden? And, and like, can he like say like, okay, this is cool now? And then like after Travion and Quinshaw Juckins leave, looking ahead to 2025, like mm-hmm. then maybe, maybe Dallin Hayden can be the f- number one running back in presumably his last year, unless he does actually use that, that shirt year. Like I'm not, I don't think it's an impossible task, I guess is what I'm saying, to keep Dallin Hayden engaged and on this roster and like excited about what his role can be for the fall. Um, there just needs to be transparency about it, I think. And, and, that, and I don't know that that's been lacking necessarily Like in, within the walls of the Woody. It's been a little more difficult, I think, for us outside of it to kind of wrap our minds around exactly what's happening there. But I think the mere fact that Dallin Hayden is still here Suggests that he feels at least reasonably okay with, like, how, how he's been treated and, like, sort of what's been relayed to him along the way. It does – thinking back on the offseason and what Ohio State's going to roll
0: out there uh, a week from now on, on the next Tuesday in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, it's like, wait. Travion thought very hard about his decision. He could have left. Chip Traynham, you know, uh, had another opportunity on the table. and He took it. He did leave. Mayan Williams could have returned. Uh, and elected not to and is testing, you know, uh, his skills heading into the NFL draft. Uh, I mean, if Quinchon Judkins doesn't pick them in the transfer portal and Travion Henderson decided to leave because his decision was the last of those three from the guys on the roster a year ago, boy, this would be a pretty wild spring. And instead we're talking about this being, you know, one of the better units in the country. I think that's a reminder that the bottom half of that depth chart – is being turned over, and those guys, you know, Sam Williams, Dixon, and James Peoples, like these are pretty critical springs because even though they're here and they don't have to be in that top three, Ohio State has always had a bunch of years in a row, had to put those guys onto the field before they might have wanted to.
1: Yeah, you, you want one of those two young guys to show you a little bit of a spark, I think at the very least, this spring. Like, it's not – it's not a situation where I think you just kind of like shelve them out of sight, out of mind. We'll see you next year when we, when we actually need you. I I think at least here, like maybe that's not the case everywhere, but here there's, there's a a track record of needing, you know, two, three, four, sometimes five running backs to get, to get through the course of the year. Um, and honestly, even if there wasn't, you'd still want to see that spark from, from the young guys. Um, so that makes them them interesting this, this spring. And I, I think they'll get a decent amount of work. Um, Sam Williams-Dixon is really interesting to me because, like, is he actually a running back long-term? I'm, I'm not sure. I think he's absolutely going to get the the chance to show that he can be um, this spring and, and maybe moving forward the, the rest of this calendar year. But I remember, like, watching him in the seven-on-seven camp that was at OSU last summer and, like, some of those like, high school stuff that I would see randomly pop up on my Twitter timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and he makes some ridiculous catches, like, as a receiver. He's r- really talented Kind of split out and, and running routes and, and making plays on the ball. So, um, just go I, for it, Call him Curtis Samuel. Just go for it. I mean, it is that kind of skill set. I'm uh, like seriously. I'm not trying to put too much on the kid, especially like you know, i gonna be like running back five this going into this year. I'm not saying like they're, yeah. they're burying Curtis Samuel, man. Can you believe it? <laughs> they but They gotta carve out that role. Bring bring back the pivot. Yeah, right. But uh, they certainly don't need them to be the entire offense like Curtis Samuel was in 2016. <laughs> um, but I think he has that skill set, and it's it's enticing. And I think there's like a little bit of, um, a, a little bit of, of time and space here to kind of play around with that if you want to, because you don't necessarily need to just like pepper him with running back touches due to the nature of the room. So I'm curious what his spring looks like if he spends any time at all with the receivers, or if he's only in the running back room. I don't think, you know, whatever that decision is, I don't think it's right wrong, whatever. But um, he does have the skill set where you can kind of mess around a little bit if you wanted to.
0: I'm just looking forward to the day, whenever it is, in March and April, that Ohio State puts running backs on the availability, availability day. Tony offer's coming out. Mm-hmm. And just hearing him be asked how he wants to break up the carries. <laughs> how, are gonna, Sean, yeah. how are you going to
1: split this up, Tony? Because yeah. I already know how he's going to answer <laughs> it. And I don't know why we keep asking him. I don't, it's, it's almost, be it's, uh, it's like a meme now, it's like <laughs> someone has to do it, it's like if we go through a Tony Alford availability without asking him how he's going to divvy up touches then did it, the availability even happen, like I I don't know, that, yeah, it'll be, I certainly won't ask it because uh, the answer to that is like they'll figure it out, <laughs> they're both good, they'll both get him the ball, I think Tony Alford questions are, are more about like Dallin Hayden's role, the depth in the room, what he thinks of James Peoples and Sam Williams Dixon and. Less like, hey, Tony, you think those Trevion and Quinchon are good too, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I do. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Well, I don't have a crystal ball. He does not have a crystal ball. Maybe he bought one in the offseason. Ah, oh, that's what I'll ask. Tony, yeah. did this off season, did you invest in a crystal ball? He needs to. Yeah. Although, I guess not having one gives him an easy out for those questions. Yeah. And he doesn't want to screw himself over.
0: I don't know. Well, maybe we can talk to him about it. Yeah. Just, hey,
1: here's a new twist on it. How funny would it be if he came out and sat down with a crystal ball on the table
0: in front of him? <laughs> Let's work on it. I'm going to give him one for Christmas, although he's the one that owes me gifts because Wyoming keeps beating Colorado State. That's right. Go Pokes. Go Pokes. Uh, That's a tailback Tuesday, another position preview for spring camp in the books. We hope you're enjoying them. I know we are because we're getting to talk about football, and we're going to get to actually see some in a week's time. So we've got a few more coming your way this week on the Podcast Daily. Looking forward to that with Bill Landis. I'm Austin Ward. We'll talk to you later.